A stu stu Studio D production. I think we should cover it with foam. Dampen all noise. The whole thing. <laughs> but do it in style, like yeah. Salem already is. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. But you, like, know, you don't often hear people like trying to find the right color foam <laughs> for their studio so they can finish <laughs> their so design. So they can finish their design <laughs> that they're making with <laughs> the foam to dampen sound. Whatever. <laughs> There's interior designers that design studios I'm, for people. That's I'm why sure. I said you're doing it in style. <laughs> style. That's right. That's right. No. I mean, if it was dad. Oh, he wouldn't care. <laughs> but you're not supposed to cover Sit everything. down. I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. It's all really fucked up, so don't you be It's effed up family story time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to effed up family story time. I'm Salem. Sorry, I had to yawn. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. This is the weirdest looking yawn. <laughs> she was trying, I was trying stifle. to stop it. <laughs> and here today we have Jess. Hello. And Belle. Hey. All right. How's everyone doing? Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's good, maybe. It just made me think of Dale. <laughs> Dale. I started way too low. Daylight <clears throat> come and me one go home. Day. Me set day, me set day, me set day. I didn't do it. All right. That was well, way too low. No daylight here today. Just no. a hazy, cloudy day. Cold. Middle of January. Gross. First day back recording <laughs> after the holidays. Yay! Wow. Yeah. Everybody have good holidays? I mean, we were all together. We were all together. Much. So if yes. one of us says no, then there's a problem. <laughs> I didn't have. I mean, they were all right, but I was yeah. sick over Christmas and sick over New Year's. So, yeah. <laughs> It was good. My Christmas lasted a total of six days because I had a lot yeah. of family in town. But um, apart from that, I just watched One Piece. And if I didn't have to work this last week, I'd be caught up already. But I'm still about 100 Aww. episodes behind in case anybody listening to the podcast oh, is wondering I how I'm going on my journey. You'll I got sad. A week, maybe? Well, I got sad. Maybe not because I got sad. Because as the story is getting bigger and the world is getting bigger and the stakes are getting higher, there's less opportunity for them to just like be friends and so i've been going back and watching older episodes where they can just be friends <laughs> why are you looking at me so you, your brain is so interesting so you want you want the shenanigan episodes not the quest episodes yeah exactly and even like i'm going back and watching some of the older you want quests. the filler episodes I, yeah, my what favorite arc is wrong with Quincy, you quincy laughed at me because at least Kenny and I have this in common. Because um, he was asking me, like, what's your favorite arc? And I was like, you're going to laugh at me because it's the Foxy Pirate arc. <laughs> where they do they do this, like, big competition. It's, like, so ridiculous. It's like a full filler arc. It's a full. It's, it's like a full arc, but it has no, like, impact See, on the story whatsoever. I get it. I get and I that, love yeah. it. Because it had all of, like, the fun action of, like, one of their regular arcs. But it was so goofy yeah. and it was like you know all of this crazy action and they're like you know doing this stuff but they're like the playing ryan roller skating instead of having I a fight like but the ryan reynolds of anime because that's what i think about ryan reynolds movies <laughs> all the time you got the action but the goofiness <laughs> i mean action think and about goofs, it yeah. i mean and think no about tears his well movies. yeah there were tears but Small right. tears. <laughs> and now I'm putting a moratorium on uh, right. One Piece talk for the rest of this episode, Belle. The whole thing? The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not the whole day, though. We have a second episode. No. I have something to talk about. I have a question for you guys. And so we uh, we have an age range here that like goes across 20 years. So maybe we can get some insight on this. I read this article about emojis. <clears throat> and oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. Are you guys offended by a thumbs up emoji? Yes, no, and I think that that's the stupidest shit. <laughs> okay. It's passive aggressive. Because it I do fucking aggressive. use it all the Here's time. Here's the thing. I think under a certain consequent, like context, like if you're like posting a status on Facebook 
and you're like, oh my God, my dog died and somebody liked it. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but if I'm at work, that's the thing. In the article that I read, like a bunch of Jim Zers were talking about like in the work workplace on teams. I'm not going to heart react oh. your fucking message on teams. Get over yourself. You're in the workplace. That's yeah. how I feel about what, it. <laughs> what, Gen, what Gen Z. Yeah. But you're talking about reacting to something as opposed to using a thumbs up emoji. Using in a thumbs a text. up emoji in a text, I think, is either it's very passive, is, passive is aggressive no. or you can use it as a joke. Well, that's no. true. See, but I think, but, see, here's the way I look at it. You say something to me that's like, hey, can you do this? Blah, 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 or whatever. And I say, yeah, I can do that. No problem. Thumbs yeah, up. that's fine. See, if you're talking about just a thumbs up emoji, nothing. That's else, like the no equivalent of at K. All. Yeah, which exactly. grandma still does, and I yeah. think it's funny. <laughs> grandma will be like K, and I know that she's not being passive aggressive, but every but time like, she sends what it, what else am I supposed I to send to if I want it. you to know that I saw your text and I agree with your text, but I don't have anything else to say? What am I check mark? That was one of the things in the article I read. Use a check mark. Use whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and if they get mad about it, that's on them. I think that like articles like that, it's so funny. Like it'll be one person makes a TikTok, says yeah. this like wild hot take that will and maybe be a like, hundred people entire... in their comments that agree with them. And then they'll yeah. be like, all of Gen Z thinks yeah. this. And then every <laughs> article that is written after that. It was yeah. just based on the article that was written first. Yeah. <laughs> and so you think it's this huge thing. In reality, it's like 102 it's like people on the internet that, yeah. who are yeah. like, yeah, I agree with this. I, I mean, I guess my message to the people who it bothers is it's all in text and you can never, ever know someone's intention in text unless they flat out spell it out for yeah. you. Yeah. Here's here's a piece of advice. And their tone. Yeah. <laughs> you, ne- you cannot in- add a tone. If you're having a conversation that is important enough that you have to interpret tone, that's a conversation that you should probably be having at least over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you can actually apply tone. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're going to set the stage. Jess sits in her bed, a tear rolls down her cheek as she types. You want to write a novel. I will sure. start sending texts like that to everybody. Well, I think, isn't there a way that people have like started to denote tone in like internet messages? It's like either like brackets or something and they like put the tone they want well, it to be I thought that's perceived what emojis in or something. Were for. Well, that's where, yeah, I, go I back thought to that's emojis. what emojis were for. I'm happy. Smiley face. Well, we should probably get into our story. Yeah. What do we think? All right. So this week, Belle is telling the story. Hey. Take it away. <laughs> Stop making such intense eye contact with you, please. I know, I know you're singing this as like a clue to whatever you're talking about, but I think I have to close my eyes because I can't look at you. <laughs> Um, in case you can't tell, um, here's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> My story today, we are exploring the question, is Glee, the American musical comedy drama series airing on Fox from May 19th, 2009 to March 20th, 2019, is it cursed? <gasps> so Glee is a show that aired on Fox, an American musical comedy drama television series. <laughs> For all of you that have been living under a rock. That don't know. That it centers on TVs. the Glee Club called New Directions at the fictional William McKinley High School. It's about show choir. And they deal with social issues regarding sexuality, race, family, relationships, and teamwork. I wish oh. Ryan was here. I know. <laughs> that would be really fun. <laughs> well, today I wanted to explore the kind of darker history and some of the more sad events that surrounded the show and that some of the cast members went through. There have been three total deaths from the Glee cast. Wow. And I will go into all of them. How many were in like the original New Directions? How many were in the original? At least two of them. Well, No, 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 no. I mean like how many total? So like what percentage of them are dead now? Oh, not how many. Do you mean like in the very first episode? Yeah, like original or first season, like maybe. first season. So like oh, Tina, it. Tina, Mike, Rachel, Artie, Rachel, uh, Finn, Quinn, Kurt, 
Santana. Uh, Santana, Brittany, and Puck. So 10. So 10 in the original. 10 in the original. And two of them. All right? three of all them. Three of, no, all three of them were, were like, from, from the, the original. original. Okay. 10 uh, so in the three original. Out of 10 have died. Until they performed and random other people were suddenly inquire with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people got to graduate. I do respect. <laughs> I just say, don't interact with anybody I, in I show choir at all. Don't I don't respect Glee, but I do respect the fact that they tried to graduate some of the kids, and they didn't just hang on to them being right. in tenth grade for six yeah. years. Like <laughs> then they were like, "Let's follow them to New York." Yeah, and then and that like, sucked. <laughs> all right, Glee. Glee. Um, well, I'm gonna go through. All of the deaths in order that they happened chronologically. And we'll start with Corey Monteith. So Corey Monteith died while Glee was still filming. He was the only one to die during the run of the show. For people who may not know names, maybe we should tell them he the characters too. He plays Finn Cause in I don't Glee. Play. Finn Hudson. He's the, the main jock guy. The football dude. He died on July 13th, 2013. He was 31. He was found in his hotel room in Vancouver. He missed his checkout time on that day, and he was found alone in his room on the 21st floor. They determined that he died of mixed drug toxicity involving intravenous heroin use combined with the ingestion of alcohol. Corey Monteith had a history of drug use and rehabilitation attempts. On March 31st of 2013, he voluntarily admitted himself into a treatment facility for substance addiction. And on April 26th of 2013, he completed his treatment and was released. He tweeted to fans, sending out big love to everyone. Thank you for the continued support. It means the world to me. And then on July 6th, Corey Monteith checked into Vancouver's Fairmont Pacific Hotel um, the reasons were undisclosed, but he had family living in the city and he was seen spending time with friends while he was staying there. The night before, on the 12th, uh, the Vancouver De Police Department had said that they examined hotel footage and they showed him returning to his room alone early on Saturday morning. And then on July 13th, the news was released that he had been found dead. It was ruled as an accident by the British Columbia Coroner Service. So accidental overdose. Accidental yeah. overdose. Yeah. That is the sad story of Corey Monteith, who was trying to get his life around. And I remember being really sad when that happened. I, I remember being like Devastated. so upset. Yeah, you guys Devastated. were really yeah. sad. <clears throat> I have a theory as to why it's cursed, if it is. Because it's glee. Because Ryan Murphy is a piece of shit. <laughs> because it's another one of those damn shows where they have grown adults playing teenagers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. This was like this was like a year, year and a half after Finn, the character, graduated. Yeah, and he's 31 and he years old. He's 31 years old. So it's just like, and they don't even try to hide it anymore. It's so mm. obvious. You look at yeah, someone, yeah. you're like, that is a grown adult. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry. That's a grown man. So, so speaking <laughs> on that, I remember there's um, one of the actresses in Euphoria, like her age has not been confirmed. She like has not released her age, and it's like been theorized or whatever that she's like thirty or like almost thirty, like around that age. And like it was this whole big thing, like about a year ago on the internet. Do you remember that? And everybody was like making a big deal about it because like everybody else is like around twenty, like closer to like a high school age, you know. And she looks really young, like you wouldn't be able to tell. And she acts really well, and she's like great in the show. But everybody was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I'm like, "Have you guys not?" Heard of Glee? <laughs> I was like, like I think any yeah. high school drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> any 2000s, yeah. <laughs> especially some 90s, but 2000s, especially high school drama. Like things like Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Like, Chad Michael Murray was like 35 yes, in One Tree Hill. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's ridiculous and it just takes you out of the story, I think. But I also, specifically with shows that like, like Euphoria, you can't have a teenager. No, play that. Yeah. but no, you can like there's have, certain shows that are like you the can have a twenty year old. Yeah, 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 but you can have someone closer to that age. I absolutely, I'm okay with that. It's just like for me finding that balance. Like at least try to make them look like high school kids. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this guy's got a five o'clock shadow every episode <laughs> and he's supposed to be 15. Yeah. Or like, like, if you're going to cast that person, make it a joke about how they like failed a few years. <laughs> like, I don't know. They have some creative weird... writing. Have, <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Okay. So next we'll move on to Mark Salling. So Mark Salling was arrested on who December. Did he play? Oh, he right. Played he Puck. played Noah Puckerman, okay. who was the other jock kid, but the asshole jock kid with yeah. the mohawk. The one who was actually the father of Quinn's baby. <gasps> Spoilers. Spoilers for like a 15-year-old show. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. So Mark Solly was arrested on December 29th, 2015, after a search of his Los Angeles home three days before that turned up thousands of files of child pornography on his laptop, a thumbnail drive and an encrypted hard drive. Maybe that's what happens when you make a grown adult pretend they're a teenager. I don't know. Or maybe it probably would have happened regardless. It's not just yeah. It was supposed to be more of an ironic <laughs> joke, guys, than Sorry. a serious statement. Um, the LAPD Internet Crimes Against Children's Unit obtained a search warrant for his home, and they found thousands of images. Sorry, hundreds of images, thousands of files. I don't know. They found a lot of shit. Yeah. And he was arrested. Months after he was arrested, the Department of Justice announced that a federal grand jury had indicted the actor on May 2000, in May of 2016 on charges of receiving and possessing child pornography on his laptop computer and a flash memory drive. He agreed to surrender to federal authorities on June 3rd to face the charges. And at the end of June, a judge delayed his trial and granted him a request to find a new attorney. The original date of July 12th was taken off of the calendar to accommodate the new legal counsel. And in October of 2017, he struck a plea deal and pled guilty. And he was expected to be sentenced to four to seven years in prison. But before he was able to be sentenced... He had killed himself in January of 2018. The coroner assistant chief, Ed Winter, said that Salling was found hanging from a tree in the area of the Los Angeles River in Sunland. He was pronounced dead at 9 a.m. on January 30th of 2018. That's sad. You can't even have the decency to do it at home so that not like a random stranger finds you. <laughs> like a kid. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the second death of the glee cast and there's one more death that i'm going to talk about and then some other kind of like grasping at straws kind of things that people are talking about (laughs) is glee cursed yeah but first we'll take a break oh okay cool nice yeah kind of short kind of sweet no but sad yeah both are sad both are sad yeah i mean it's always sad when anybody gets to a point where they are so either up disgusted with themselves or with life and everything else that they take their own life yeah i mean i can understand i think the people that have that like child pornography kind of addiction that it is like a mental illness you know it's not i think that there can be good people that still have this addiction to that and then once that becomes made public you're shamed because most of those people aren't proud of what they do right and then they're and then they're usually. facing also going to prison and stuff and taking they're, your own life might seem like the right yeah, way the, to end it there have been a lot of instances where people have been found with child pornography and they say i knew what i was doing was wrong mm-hmm. but i just ha- ha- couldn't stop doing it and it's like they're removed from the actual children so even though they know it's wrong they're not the ones hurting the kids they're perpetuating it you know Mm -hmm. but they're not so there's that like these people wouldn't like most of these people wouldn't go out and hurt a kid or or take the pictures you know create the child pornography that's a whole other level level of yeah 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 Socio psychopath. Let's take a break. <laughs> yep, it's break time. Break. Yeah. Glee. Glee. We're going so slow. 
I can't join in because when you guys were obsessed with Glee, I tried to have something else to do when Millie was on. I don't blame you. It got to a point where I also tried to have something else to do. I succeeded in not watching most of the show. My my dirty secret, I guess, is that Chris and I, in our early to mid-30s, I think... We watched it. That we stopped watching it after the whole New York thing, and it just got crazy weird and everything. But we watched it. It was like a show we watched every day. That's how ridiculous we were back then. Like, not every day, every week. Back then. Hey, little shemmies! Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to. Send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffsthepodcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at EFFEDUpStoryTime. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. break we're back we are yay so i think i've waited long enough to say nobody said anything about my hair my hair's cute i noticed it it. i'm sorry never noticing another haircut of yours ever again i (laughs) you usually have your hair up so i guess maybe i didn't notice it's cute though but that should have been the difference is that i have my hair down I True. haven't had my Adderall in almost six months. Well, you can't keep be, using that as an excuse. I mean, well, it keeps impacting every aspect of my life. <laughs> well, your mom and Hannah have no excuse. Yeah. Nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, okay. I just don't pay attention. I know. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's just, cute, though. I've just given you a hard time. I need to get a haircut. I noticed it, too. but I didn't want to, like say anything in case it was like that the last time i saw you <laughs> like yeah There's i got it cut too. three three weeks well, ago yeah. <laughs> but it's cute i'm gonna just well, keep you. saying that it's I, cute i re-dyed it <laughs> yeah i did notice that and i cut and i cut it myself so we were on on a uh, new year's eve sitting there in the morning we're going to mean girls that night and my hair's just so long but i want to wear it down because we're going on new year's eve you know uh-huh and I'm like, this is so stupid. And I just, sitting on my bed, put my hair in a ponytail, kind of measured where I'd want it, and cut it off. And I was like, <laughs> we'll see what it looks like. <laughs> and then Evie came in and trimmed a couple of spots where there were, like, stragglers and stuff. But I was like, huh, that actually worked. It worked out pretty good. Yeah. I mean, those messy, choppy haircuts are in. That's like- true. <laughs> well, and... My really... my hair's always kind of taken to that style though mm-hmm. too. Yeah, like mine too. There we go. Now Belle can do her thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we can get back You're into welcome. the story. Welcome back, <laughs> Glee. All right. <laughs> so we'll get back into it. So we'll pick up with Naya Rivera, and she played Santana, the bitchy cheerleader who I love from Lima Heights adjacent. <laughs> That's the one thing I remember about a character all the time. Lima Heights adjacent. I love her. (laughs) And her death was fairly recent. She went missing in July of 2020. She was in Lake Peru, about 60 miles north of Los Angeles. And she was out with her son, who was then four years old at the time. When she was missing... Her son was found asleep and alone on a rented boat, and she was nowhere to be found. They found the boy shortly before 5 p.m. on July 8th. Josie told authorities that his mother had jumped into the water, but she didn't come back up. Her body was discovered on July 13th of 2020, floating near the surface of the lake, a total of five days after she went missing. After the autopsy was done, her death was ruled as drowning, they believe that she had tried to save her son and like jumped into the water to save him. And she had enough energy to get him into the boat, but was not able to get herself into the boat. The sheriff, Bill Ayub, had said that they swam in the lake together. And it was during that time that her son described being helped onto the boat by Naya. 
He told investigators that he looked back and saw her disappear under the surface of the water. And officials believe that her body may have been tangled in plants and concealed while they were doing the first initial searches, which is why she wasn't found until five days after she had disappeared. So, yeah, it's a really sad story. That is a sad story. Still really recent. A lot of the articles that I read mentioned her family and how they're going through it. And, yeah. you know, it's really sad about her son and her <clears throat> husband had posted um, last Mother's Day. I think it said in 2021 was what I read. Just like, you know, like we can't say that we're happy, but we're, you know, sending love and we miss her and that kind of stuff. Thankful mm -hmm. for what she brought. So those are the three deaths of the cast of Glee. Is the show cursed? There were some other things that I saw online that were kind of funny of like, you know, like fan theories of like bringing up other reasons to kind of corroborate why Glee might be cursed. There was one actress who came out with accusations of domestic violence and she wasn't specific, but it was theorized that her Glee co-star who she was married to was the abuser. And um, that was Melissa Benoist, who's from Colorado. Oh, I didn't know she was from mm -hmm. Colorado. Yeah. Oh. Supergirl, too. Mm hmm. Oh. The attempted Rachel replacement on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is she the one? I forgot to write this down, too. Is she the one that came out with the allegations about, about Leah Michelle? No, no, no. Or was that, that was somebody a, else? That was a guest. Oh, she's either a guest star or like a small reoccurring character in the later seasons, but she was a black woman. And that was the main thing with Leah Michelle. Oh, I do have it. Her name okay, is Samantha yeah. Ware. Samantha Ware. I was looking in the wrong spot. I'll get into that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there was that. Some fans had said that Heather Morris had nudes leaked and they were like, Glee's cursed. And Heather Morris. She plays Brittany. Okay. Chris Colfer. They were like, he's typecast. Please cursed. He plays Kurt. <laughs> All of these people are being canceled. Please cursed. They're not shitty. Please just cursed. <laughs> no personal responsibility. <laughs> Glee is just cursed. Yeah, like uh, Artie. I can't remember his name. I didn't write this down. Oh, he got canceled for writing really questionable, inappropriate things about his sexual life on Twitter. What is his name? He got kicked off of X Factor or something. Uh, uh, Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale. Well, and Kevin McHale and um, Tina, what is her? Jenna Eschkowitz. Mm. They like recently came out with the podcast. Oh, like, yeah. Spilling all the glee tea. I should listen to that. Yeah. I read about it. They mentioned it. Um, What's the name? Because it should be something funny like tea with glee or. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's called And Here's What You Missed uh, or something like well, that. That's so not funny. clever. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is clever because at the end of every Glee or at the beginning of every Glee episode, they would go, and here's what you missed on Glee. Glee. That's true. I mean, but it, I don't, it's not as clever <laughs> as it could be. Um, yeah. Noteworthy cancel <laughs> Leah Michelle. I can't even remember. She's just like not a nice person. Um, so we kind of <laughs> all she's got, we kind of got off track and then all just stopped. So did you have um, another thing to no, share? No, that about? was it. Just that I thought it was funny that all of these fans were like, "Chris Colfer's typecast, Glee's cursed." <laughs> Trying to find reasons that Glee yeah. is cursed. So I think it's just sad. I think it's a sad, unfortunate circumstance that mm -hmm. all of these cast members died. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. So Verdict's I mean, out. There's maybe there's. Seven left. <laughs> Maybe I'm out of it, but you started to talk about something with Leah Michelle. Yeah. And, and, but you never told us what oh, happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Well, so Leah Michelle, I mean, there's not really anything that, you know, points to Glee being cursed. I just wanted to point out, I just think it's funny that she essentially is Rachel Berry. In like we, life, we yeah. mentioned Samantha Ware and she accused Leah Michelle of making her experience on the show a living hell. And a lot of people came forward, Amber Riley, Heather Morris, Alex Newell, Melissa Benoit, and Kevin McHale all corroborated her story to varying degrees. And yeah. And like the biggest issue with uh, Samantha Ware is that she was pointing out all of these like really horrible, like racist microaggressions oh. that Leah Michelle was perpetuating towards her and towards the other people of color in the cast that like... I don't know if it's been so much corroborated by Amber Riley, but she was just kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, like, didn't deny it, but yeah. she didn't, like, add any of her own experience necessarily. And then, like, other people who've just worked with Leah Michelle in the industry have stated that she's just, like, 
like you said, just Rachel Berry and Was it? Oh, God. Jane Lynch, like, supposed yeah. to be in a show with her. I and know then all she, about that. Tell me that. I just <laughs> okay. want to talk shit about Lynch. So it's funny. <laughs> it's funny how, like, life imitates art. So in the sixth <laughs> season of Glee, uh, or maybe it's the fifth, whatever, one of the later seasons of Glee, Rachel Berry goes to New York. She gets cast in Funny Girl. And then she, like, leaves Funny Girl to go and do something else. And she gets fired from Funny Girl because she didn't tell the producers that she was, like, leaving. and would Because I think she missed a show. And then she like went to audition for something else and she got fired. And so then come 2022, Lee Michelle took over the Funny Girl revival and everyone was like, oh, of course, they're casting Lee Michelle. Like, what a glee moment. Um, <laughs> but so Jane Lynch was in the, the revival at that point. Her and Jane Lynch has like already said she does not get along with Lee Michelle. And I think it's funny because her character... Uh, coach sue sylvester on the show also didn't get along with rachel Mm -hmm. so again just like life imitating art but so jane lynch was not supposed to leave the revival until lee michelle had already started her run but when lee michelle was cast jane lynch ended her run early so that there wouldn't be that lap like that overlapping of them being on the show together wow (laughs) yeah so she really, so she really does not like yeah. Leah Michelle and have to work like, doesn't her. want to work with her ever again. Anyway. And then also Leah Michelle during Funny Girl got in similar problems where they shot they thought she was going to get fired because she like went and did something and like missed a show or something like that. So it's like She's not even a professional. No. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Didn't she learn from that episode on the show? Like, yeah. come on. Anyway, that's it. Well, it was a good story. I don't Thanks. know if it constitutes a curse, but you know, I guess that can be. I don't. I mean, like I don't objective know. too. There could be a lot to be said though for like emotional or mental scars that they received on that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. it could be something like I mean, that. Was, to the suicides. There was a. There whole... was. I remember there was like speculation that. Uh, Naya, uh, I forget her last name. Oh, Naya Rivera. Rivera. That she like committed suicide and and so it wasn't that she couldn't get back up she just didn't or whatever i mean that would be really spooky to me like if three from the suicide, original yeah. yeah like some like who because cory monteef could have been a suicide it could have been an intentional overdose mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean it probably wasn't well right? and it's also i don't know i've never been addicted to drugs but i hear that especially if you go to rehab and then you Use again if you haven't used for a long time being in rehab and you take the same dose that you would have taken before not realizing that your tolerance has gone way down. I mean, that's why Demi Lovato overdosed like uh, three times because it it was right after she had gotten out of rehab. Well, and you have to think, what's the trauma that keeps driving him back to drugs after treatment? You know. I mean, going back to what you said about like the stress, um, I almost wrote about it, but it didn't seem relevant. Just like there was this whole drama going again to how Leah Michelle isn't necessarily a nice person. Diana Agron, who played Quinn, the main cheerleader girl, the one who gets pregnant. She and Leah Michelle were like roommates together and were like super close friends when Glee was like first being filmed because Leah Michelle moved from New York to L.A. And... There were like rumors that they were so close that they were dating and it was like this whole thing. And then like all of a sudden they just like stopped being friends and stopped being seen together. And then there was like a rumor that she wasn't invited back for the Finn Hudson, like uh, Corey Monteith, you know, like memorial episode because this drama with Leah Michelle. And mm-hmm. then they mentioned that like in one of the articles that I read, I think Diana Agron had said that like the high stress environment of the show had like impacted everybody and that she wasn't taking it personally that like knowing how stressful the show is through filming and then knowing that the cast is going through this traumatic like loss of like a family member essentially well yeah i mean like you have to think doing a weekly show is a lot of work period but then you add in 
you need to have dance numbers and and learn music and, you're and recording all that. because none of this stuff is like like none of the songs that they sing were live, live right? And so, so they're spending all of these hours in the recording I mean, studio and yeah, and yeah. then they have but then they have to shoot their scenes and like work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lot I of watched work, yeah. whatever that Glee competition show was called. Um, where they yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that the show. Glee Project. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good story. It's definitely effed up. It is yeah, effed definitely up. effed up. Please effed I think, up. I think we can put most of the blame on Ryan Murphy. That's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it has most always of it on Ryan Murphy and me. Leah Michelle. <laughs> it has always amazed me that a show like Glee and then a show like American Horror Story can come out of the same brain. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and now because Ryan Murphy also did the the Ted Bundy uh-huh. show. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Um, he did American Crime Story. He did yeah. like, the Versace one with Darren Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there were people who were like, Ryan Murphy's obsession with like queer trauma needs to stop. <laughs> because... That is like a, an ongoing theme in a lot of his, yeah, his it shows. Is. Yeah. It's like, and like, I get it from a certain standpoint because I'm pretty sure he's a queer man. And so it's like, you write about what you know. Right. But yeah. at the same time, some of it is like it's, adjacent to trauma porn. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. not healthy. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. And especially, especially with the Ted Bundy show. Like, or not oh, Ted I'm Bundy. Sorry. sorry. um Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer. The Jeffrey That's Dahmer right. show. And also, I'm sorry, American Horror Story has some of that. Oh, too. yeah. Has yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Especially yeah. like the first one, the horror, ho- whatever, the, the horror oh, house with or whatever. The creepy, yeah. With the black leather suit and yeah. shit like that that just like. It's just, yeah, it's not necessarily a healthy view. I'm not. It wasn't a, for me. Like, I didn't even watch the whole season because it wasn't like a scare me kind of show. It was just like a gross. It was like a like creep a, me out kind of like. It a, was ugh, like. Make a, your skin crawl. Yeah. And I, and I turned me off of hor- American Horror Story completely. No, I and I enjoyed it. Since. I enjoyed it. And I, I think that like in one dose okay whatever that's your that's a slant on a story okay but it just was a reoccurring mm-hmm. kind of theme throughout all of them it seemed like and mm-hmm. so got to be where it was like a little like you said that trauma almost like the it's, trauma yeah, it's porn. like trauma porn, trauma porn. it's almost yeah. like adjacent, yeah it's yeah. like same story different names different place yeah is every season of american horror story what i my biggest honestly my biggest complaint about American Horror Story is that he would jump in I haven't watched the last couple seasons but he would jump in on a story that would really grab you and draw you in and was intriguing and was like new and I would really enjoy it and then you'd get about halfway through and it's like he was shitty at endings. I don't think I like the way that any fucking American Horror Story. I don't think seri- I like the like way that any ended. Ryan Murphy series and, has ended. And so that's where I would just get disappointed again and again. I'd be like, oh, I was really into this. And then you just kind of fucked it up. You just kind of lost it me was at the end there, man. It was funny. Oh, you- oh. It's okay. Oh, just that it was funny to me when everybody was like, oh, the watcher's really good, but the ending sucks. I was like, yeah, because Ryan Murphy made it. (laughs) The ending is going to suck. Kind of a thing he does. Was Ryan Murphy involved in that Hollywood or do you remember that Netflix show with Darren Chris and um, it had uh, Jim Parsons in it? It was set in like 19. 40s or I didn't 1950s watch that one. Hollywood. He, he probably did. If Darren Chris was in it, I didn't watch <laughs> that one. Cause, but cause, I don't know for sure. Because there was a lot of. I, the reason I ask is because there was a lot of gay trauma in that. Yeah, like, oh, that probably. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't watch. It, I think but that's I do the love biggest thing with Ryan Murphy's shows. Like even in Glee, it's the the like either depictions or descriptions of like gratuitous sexual violence and a lot of the time it involves queer people well and it's, and i wonder if he was really traumatized I if he as, was. A, as a younger it's, man or a child you know what i mean but i i just question like how productive is it like yes we want to show these experiences so that people are aware of them but how productive is it well, for that to be constantly the thing that you're putting out there in the world right and, and, and it's then it's like, like the only representation that queer people have is of them being traumatized it's yeah. it's like everything he does instead of having that person and and their trauma or whatever it is be a part of the story it's like the only story even yeah. though there's a different storyline going on in the background that's supposed mm-hmm. to be the arc it's really like you're focusing on this trauma piece yeah you know what i mean yeah. it's not supposed to be a show or a movie about trauma like that 
but it focuses on it anyway. That's how I kind of felt about that. I think it was just Hollywood or something like that. I remember seeing it was commercials like, for it and being like, oh, I need to watch that. And then I, you know, have ADHD. watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to watch it because it had Jim Parsons and it had, I can't even remember who was in it, but it had a lot of different actors and actresses that, you know, that I'm like, hey, I like them, you know. With a slant like that, as the creator of something like Lee, it makes you wonder if he didn't contribute to, like, the environment that, of the set and of the show and stuff, too. There's another in thing a way that I that heard. That might have been negative. When I was you know? um, reading about the drama between Leah Michelle and Diana Agron, the, the suspected drama, because nothing's been confirmed, it had also said that. Diana Agron had kind of like alluded to the fact that Ryan Murphy had also made it kind of not a great work environment to be yeah. in. If he, I don't have if, specifics, but it doesn't sound like he, yeah, like you to be said. somebody that focuses so much on trauma or on that neg on a negative aspect like that, you just wonder if he just doesn't right. carry that kind of energy around him. And that kind of that kind of therapy is good for a while, but then you have to move into yeah. the other aspects of the trauma and. Like, yeah. so. writing a story about it is a great thing to do at some point in your yeah. your trauma recovery, but it can't be the only thing you do. Yeah, It can't and, be your story. It can't be like, you yeah. know, like everybody has a story that they tell, and this is what creates their belief system and, like, all their perceptions of the world. And when you make something like that your story changes everything about you and your life and your interactions with people, your outlook, your perceptions all of that i don't know and with glee in particular it's like it was ahead of its time in a lot of ways but also kind of in a bad way sometimes well <laughs> if yeah. if there were actual high school kids watching it like yeah well and i mean like lil nas x i think when he like released one of his videos he said that like the only representation that queer people had in the early 2000s and like 2010s was glee yeah and so like it's a huge deal and i think the reason why a lot of like queer people my age kind of like grasp onto it because like yeah that's yeah. the first kind of real representation that you really saw and of it was yourself on, in on, high school on any channel on box that you yeah. could get without cable access at yeah. prime time and you know it was like the first time that a well, lot of people and i and i yeah. seeing that and, in such a mainstream setting you know you not, before that had to go out and seek that kind yeah. of media well and not the queer part my next statement doesn't <laughs> apply to the the fact that it's one of the only representations but just the stories they told about these supposed teenagers if you're it's so unrealistic and it yeah. could be so damaging exactly for teenagers to think this is what life should be like mm -hmm. well and even even the queer parts it's like it's perpetuating these harmful stereotypes a lot of the time yeah like yeah. when kurt his bully the entire like first three seasons ends up being gay and right. perpetuating the idea and that the only reason himself. people are homophobic towards you is because they're secretly gay. Mm -hmm. Like that's such a harmful stereotype to put out there in the world. And then like when Mercedes was like trying to date Kurt and then like, I don't know, just a lot of the, the weird little things he puts in there that have real world consequences a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like one of my, the episode I always point to that James and I think is like the funniest, but not ha ha funny. Like what the fuck were you thinking funny is the school shooting episode. I was just oh, about yeah. to say, Which I wanted to end this on the fact that <laughs> I lost every little bit of respect that I had for Ryan Murphy when he decided to make the school shooter, the student with um, a learning, a learning yeah, disability. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and Mind you, one of the only disabled characters in the show, like the, Artie. Oh yeah, Artie is physically disabled, uh -huh. but then again, a lot of the time that's played for laughs. Right. Um, and then you have a alert, like a mentally disabled and, person. And the on actor the show. is not disabled in real life, which yeah, is Kevin McHale is not disabled, yeah. and, and so, so he's playing this person in a wheelchair, which given that representation of yeah. somebody who <laughs> right. actually yeah. is in a wheelchair. But first of all, oh, they but call the episode of the school shooting, they call it Shooting Star, which, like, I'm sorry, you could, like, maybe handle it with a little bit more grace Let's than glamorize this. Like, And then when it's, like, a real-life phenomenon that's happening to children who are in high school mm -hmm. who are watching this show, and then you make it be something that it's not, weeks and then blame after, the fucking disabled character. Like, weeks what the after fuck? I had spent... Three hours after school, locked in the computer lab because somebody yeah. was running around campus with a gun. 
Oh, yeah. It's the number of notifications I would get from Evie's school that the school's on lockdown because of a threat in the neighborhood. Like, bringing it back to that Glee episode. Like, I think if it was either about the people involved in, like, in that episode, if it was about how they were reacting after the fact or something kind of like Mm -hmm. that, I think it would have been better. Or if it was showing, like, the reality of the fact, like... If it was an actual school shooting, because there are shows that do that. There's one with Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it. But like, if if you're showing the reality of the fact that this is something that happens and we need to talk about it as a society, that's different than it's like, because the whole episode is the, the Glee kids it's- in the room and they're just like fucking traumatized. And it's like traumatic right. to watch if you ha- oh. have... I, I can't imagine for people who have actually gone through like an active shooting I, at school, but oh, even just me watching it, who's gone through scares and yeah. like gone through lockdowns my it, entire childhood, like, that was right? traumatizing to watch to then not get the payoff of like, here's what we need to talk about as right. a community. It was all a fossil, it false was all alarm. a false alarm and like, and the mentally challenged person. <laughs> I just don't understand how that is. It's, it's good television. It's, yeah. Good television. <laughs> first of all, but then also how is that? Like, contributing society to the conversation that that no one is having. Right. How is that helping? And, I mean, and I couldn't even imagine how people feel. I remember watching Columbine unfold real time. Mm -hmm. And I can't watch or talk about a school shooting without thinking about that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's like impressed on my brain. Those are all the wrong words. But I can't think of the right ones. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) I just want to say that Ryan Murphy was really good at being like, oh, here's this weird thing that people in society have to go through. Somebody else should talk about it. <laughs> you know, like here it exists. I'll yeah. show you that it exists and do a really terrible depiction of how it exists. So, Everybody else should have this conversation. Yep. He's just, he's <laughs> just <laughs> the idea man. He does that with the eating disorder episode in yeah, Glee. He yeah. does that with the, the homophobia episodes. It's like, I wonder if he wants to very barely touch the surface of these. He's like, si- praise situations. me for bringing this to light, but adding nothing to the conversation. Exactly. He yeah. wants his show to look more valuable than it yeah it was a good story bell it was was good conversation everyone maybe we should move on to things that don't things that don't suck oh i forgot to think of something (gasps) oh i thought (laughs) (laughs) um yeah who wants to go first i'll go first okay um so friday night james and i went and saw megan and it was a very good is it good it's so good (laughs) But in, like, the campiest fucking way, yes! I absolutely love it. <laughs> My first thought was, who's Megan? <laughs> no, like, the movie. Megan. Same. But as soon, it, it only took me, like, a second. I was like, oh, that's that creepy doll one I saw a trailer for the other day. It's like the 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 newest Child's Play, like, the reboot with Mark Hamill. It's, like, kind of exactly that movie, but so much better. Because they actually, like, lean into the camp of it all. Mm. And I love it. I it's great. So I didn't you watch it. I liked it. <laughs> I didn't watch the new one. of. It's not very good. <laughs> so, I don't know. I saw a video of the doll doing some weird dance number. I don't know if that's actually in the movie or oh, not. Oh, and Megan? Yeah, it is. And it, it's perfect. It's beautiful. I don't know. Maybe because it was out of context, <laughs> but I watched like three seconds of the video and I was like, no, done. <laughs> I think that's funny because that video in the trailers is what got so much of like Gen Z so excited about it. Well, I'm not like, look at this creepy doll like, busting a move. <laughs> Why is she doing a TikTok dance? I love it. <laughs> I guess it's because I'm not Gen Z. I'm I'm a cusper. You are not the audience that they I'm were. A, well, and I I'm think a Gen Xeal. If you go and if you see this movie, you have to go in with the expectation that it's just like a cheesy campy it's, horror movie. right it's white like it's that's like, what it is it's that's like what it's B, meant to be <laughs> it's like b movies the whole yeah. reason you watch them giant bug movies and like all yeah. that kind of is because you stuff. know it's so bad that it's gonna be or yeah. or movies like bubba hotep yeah <laughs> my favorite i loved that movie this so is my much. favorite i love it well that's cool hannah i'm yeah. glad you guys got out got to see a movie things that glad don't we can suck do that now and a recommendation right yeah. <laughs> So. 
Um, All right, who's next? Me. Mine's also a recommendation. It's One Piece. Oh. <laughs> this is like the fifth hey, recording in a row. You <laughs> broke the rules. Your there mom was a said no more One Piece mentions the rest of the episode. No, and that's why I asked the whole episode, but I went and through I the said, whole we'll story. See. I said, we'll see. And you did a good job. You made so. it this far. All right. That's your, that's your right. thing that doesn't suck. That does All right. suck. There is One Piece. I can go if you want. Sure. All right. I got a new set of dishes. That's my thing. They're so pretty. And I haven't had a matching set of dishes since uh, your dad and I got married 20-some years ago. Uh What was that? 1995. 27 years ago. 27 years ago. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I've had hand-me-downs that were like kind of a full set, (laughs) but they were already used and chipped and like what I'm getting rid of now is like maybe five different kinds of plates and bowls and <laughs> nothing matches cups, mugs. So it's really cool. They stack nice. They're square. So they rest on my boobs really nicely <laughs> when I'm eating in the living room, watching shelf. TV. Yeah. And so I like that. I They're really that. I don't so know what that's like. All right. Things that don't suck for me. Um, I guess things that don't suck is homeschool's going okay for Evie. She's adjusting. But on the flip side, for some reason, she gets better while she's at mom and dad's and then gets worse when she's home with me. So interesting. Yeah. So mom thinks it's like it's just a mentality thing. Like home is where I don't feel good. Like that it's become home is where I don't feel good to her. So getting her out. So she thinks I just want to get rid of her because I'm always like, go stay with them for a few days. Like, well, if she feels better over there, she gained three pounds. Wow, Ooh. that's good. She came back home for the holidays and lost three pounds. Like, oh. like how? Like, talk. Salem can relate to this. Like, talk about a blow that just makes you feel like you're a horrible, yeah. unsuccessful failure of a parent that Aww. your kid gets sick at home with you. It's not your fault. Aww. But anyway, but it's going to start back up again. So hopefully she'll start gaining some weight because she'll be there more. And And she'll start feeling better. And then she'll start feeling better at home, too. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, so sounds good. Well, good. Those are all good things that don't suck. You're looking at me like mine isn't. Oh, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just was looking at you. You are just where my eyes landed. So I guess that's it. I guess it's time for us to sign off. Yay. Bye, Shemmies. We love you, Shemmies. We love you. Anybody else have anything to add? That's what you <laughs> missed on Glee. I liked. I don't know. <laughs> we love you, Conrad. <laughs> oh, I was going to sing the... <laughs> we love you, listeners. You know it's true. We love you, listeners. You know we do. It's yeah. the we, yeah. we love you, Conrad song.